You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. Anti-social show, the only show that believes that even when the power's out, the show must go on. My name is Hunter Block, and he's Tyson Saner. Yes. So, anyone that's going to be watching this uh, video uh, is, uh, gonna, uh, I guess, they're going to notice it looks a little different. Yeah, it's going to look a little different because I have currently no power. Um, so everything is on my end is being done uh, via phone and a flashlight that's behind me for. Illumination. Ah. Um, a little extra thrill for the near Halloween season. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's there's a major storm uh, that uh, that's uh, happened a little while ago, so the power is out. Wow. So I remember the power going out like last week in New York somewhere. So it got to you guys as well. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, different power outage is probably not the same one. No, 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 different power outage. Um, so essentially the last time that we had a major storm was like last week sometime, and the power was definitely out from like 9 o'clock at night till about 2.30 in the morning, so. Wow. It, uh, yeah, it really sucks, but I'm not going to let it, you know, prevent me from doing the show, obviously. I mean, just because the power's out don't mean nothing. Well, I, I hope that you have a good uh, battery pack or something, at least for your phone, uh, because you will need that for emergency services if you don't have anything else going on you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this this right here um, is my Mac. Uh-huh. Um, and it's 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 got 82% battery life. I charged it last night. So I just turn it on, plug my phone into it, and then it, it can charge it. Uh, worst case scenario. You have a Mac? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a 2008 MacBook. Um, cool. So it's not, it's not new. No. Um, but it still works really good. So yeah, that's very cool. I can't really, I don't have a mirror in here, so I can't show you the picture of what I'm using. Uh, I mean, normally I would be using here if I can show you guys real quick. Normally I would be using, um, let's see if I can turn the camera around. I haven't done this in a while. Um, yeah, yeah. It's now a portrait mode or whatever. Yeah, let me see if I can't. Okay. So, right now, that's my all-in-one, um, that's my all-in-one, uh, 24-inch Pavilion HP. Nice. Is what I normally use, and that's my, uh, that's my soundboard, as I showed before. Very cool. Um, but, but since, uh, no, this is a, uh, a Pro FX. Okay, cool. Uh, not, not by Behringer, but the mic that I use is, is by Behringer. Yeah. So, I've got oh, and a, then there's sorry, there's okay. there's that painting that I got of Batman. Uh, oh yeah, that's cool. Where that where yes. where that Batman thing come from again? Well, that that uh, well, the car came from uh, the Batmobile came from the stash. Right, but the painting. Uh, oh, the painting came from. Uh, it was a gift. It came from Hobby Lobby. I mean, I know it's Hobby Lobby, but. Um, not really a big fan of them, but I, I'm not familiar with Hobby Lobby. Are we uh, is it like a craft store or? Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a craft store. They sell uh, all kinds of stuff. Or is it more for like people um, who build models and stuff? Things like yeah, more like, like that too. I mean, like like model airplanes, maybe um, Warcraft figures. Yeah. You know, because that kind of mm-hmm. stuff wouldn't be at like a like a like a craft store really. Like not like Michaels or a Ben Franklin's. No, it's it's, I, I don't a, know it's what definitely a. <laughs> No, we definitely have like a Michael's. Um, oh, good. Michael's Craft Store. Yep. So yep. they're nationwide. We go there all the time. That's cool because we go to oh, Michael's too. Yeah. That's where we get our paint and uh, 
uh, yarn. A lot of our yarn comes ah. from there because we used to get it from Ben Franklin's in Washington. Uh, it was a chain that was at least on this side. I don't know if it's on that coast, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I have a we have a lot of yarn still. It's mostly in that closet behind me. I was like that thing, that big brown thing, the monolith behind me. That's the uh, that's the closet where all the cool stuff's stored. No, yeah. all you have to do is press this button, and then the um, hold on. Never mind. It appears to not be in service. You know, it's te- technology. <laughs> Pi- podcast Gremlins. Yes, Podcast Gremlins. Yes. Um, well, oh. Podcast Gremlins will be fucking with my whole house tonight uh, and killed my power. Oh, wow. So, um, that's all right. Like I said, you know, one of the, the coolest things is that um, you can Skype on your phone for, you know, such case of uh, emergencies, and uh, I was able to do that, so... We didn't have to uh, cancel the proceedings, so to speak. Yes. All right. So I have a Hmm. Hobby Lobby. Yeah, so they sell a lot of cool stuff there. Um, You know, cool stuff like that. Um, You know, different models and stuff. I actually have uh, a picture. I don't have it here. I still have it in my other uh, parents' house. I have to bring it over. But it's uh, it's a black and white picture that I had in my bathroom because I had like a Batman themed bat, uh, bathroom back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was uh, uh, Batman and Robin. So basically Adam West, Burt uh, Bur- uh, Ward, mm-hmm. and they're standing by the original 66 Batmobile. Cool. That came from Hobby Lobby, which was pretty cool. So I'm going to get that up in here too. So have you had a chance? Somewhere. Sorry. Have you had a chance to see the fourth um, video? That was released of, of antisocial show episodes. I, I released uh, episode seventy three, the one, the one with uh, Corey Epps at that t- evil Ted guy. Yes. Yeah. So did you see? You saw that it was up. Did, were you, did you get a chance to see it? See it? I, I had a chance to see part of it. Okay. Well, I was just curious because I, I put like um, I tend to put visuals up for people who have never actually seen one of the videos. Uh, I, I put I usually put up a picture of something that we reference. It's not. A hundred percent, but most of them I try to get. And uh, also, there will be links to things occasionally. That's what you'll be getting if you uh, try if you watch the visual version of this. Um, like for example, also for those of you who've never seen a visual version, uh, you will see a tour of Hunter Studio. You'll actually see that uh, in some version of our podcast eventually when this gets yep. edited together and put on YouTube. So. Yeah. Yeah, look forward to that. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. So I have a question for, for you, Tyson. Yes, sir. And for our listeners out there. So oh. you walk you walk yeah, it's for all of you. Um you, you walk out of your house one day, right? Okay. And a spaceship comes down, lands down, and a Jedi master comes out of the spaceship and says, On this day, once a year for the rest of your life you will have the power of the force, right? Mm-hmm. So now the real question is, do you use the power of the force to do good or do you use the power of the force to your own advantage? Like if you're like driving down the road and get a speed and take it and be like, you know, I wasn't speeding officer. I'm not the person you're looking for. That sort of thing. Right. That's a good question. Um, hmm. Well, I don't think I'd use it for evil, but I don't know that I'd necessarily, uh, Use it for well, like I, I, I there they added some stuff to like the Jedi's for uh, Phantom Menace that like the ability to move really fast, like in bursts of speed. You know, I like the idea of that. I like the idea of the force jumping that they do. Mm-hmm. I like how um, you know, acrobatic they are. Um, I think I would probably use it to uh, use that kind of agility to improve my tap dancing skills. Ah, there you go. Which are currently at, you know, maybe 2%. They were only ever at, you know, 25 to 30% for a high, a high school play once. We got to, we did a, a thing that kind of looked like tap dancing, you know, to be, mm-hmm. to be on trained eye. Um, I certainly got the, you know, the, that, that across. We uh, did play anything goes. Anyway, so yeah, the ability, the agility, I would like uh, pretty much of the Jedi. And I try to use that for good as, in as much as I try to use it for entertainment purposes. Mm. So that's that's Tyson's answer. 
I think I think I would also use it for for good, but I definitely would like. Uh, I think I definitely would uh, walk into one of those like comic museums and be like, "You will give me, you know, uh, issue number twenty seven for free. It's not the one you want anyway." <laughs> Something like that. There's a, but no, I, I yeah, I would definitely use it for for good. Of course, I wouldn't like just walk around and be like. I'm going to be like, I'm going to rob the bank now. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it, I, it's so strange. I, um, I did a little bit of, uh, as you know, I did a tiniest bit of stand up. Like, you know, like I got up on stage twice and the first time I got up, I talked about, <sighs> I didn't really do jokes so much as I talked about, um, uh, well, I started off by talking about Lenny Bruce and George Carlin. Yes. And, Two geniuses. Right, and how they actually met once, and it was at one of the times when Lenny Bruce got arrested. Uh, he was arrested several times, but, he, but it was like about, the, I think it was around the third or fourth time that he had been arrested, and he gets thrown in the back of the car with uh, a young George Carlin, who was like 25 at the time, and Lenny Bruce is probably like in his, like, he, Lenny Bruce is close to your age at this point. Like, he's like 35 to 40, somewhere in there. He's not over 40 because he didn't make it past 40. Um, but... Uh, so, so George Carlin's in, in the back of the thing, in the back of the paddy wagon or whatever it is. And Lenny Bruce is like, how'd you, you know, well, how'd you get in here? What's, what's, why, why are you there? And he's like, you know, the, and George Carlin says the guy, you know, I'm paraphrasing. The story is basically he was asked for his identification and he informed the police officer that he didn't believe in identification. <laughs> he didn't believe in identification. Which is the most George Carlin thing. I've ever heard. And in, and Lenny Bruce's reply to that was supposedly, don't be a schmuck because, because, <laughs> because, you know, yeah, it's funny, but like, you know, being arrested is no fun and it you know, no. got less and less fun. And so now I, um, so basically what it ended up happening, I remember reading this part of it is that there were undercover officers are basically looking for underage drinkers basically mm. at the club that they were at. And, um, so, so, so then I said on stage, I was like, uh, oh, oh, actually, I think it started off with Star Wars and then it went into the Lenny Bruce thing and then it came back around to Star Wars. So I was talking about Star Wars and how old I was and, you know, you know I was three years old, blah, 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 blah. Then I tell a story about Lenny Bruce and George Carlin and then I say, do you think in that moment it would be, if, if, uh, if George Carlin could have Jedi powers, he, you know, he would be like, uh, you don't need to see my identification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would do that. Like, the, these I can aren't go the, about my business. These aren't the underage drinkers you're looking they're for. Looking for. Yeah. They can go about their business about now. Their business. Move along. Yeah. Move, Move along. along. Yeah. Have have fun getting drunk. Yeah, so I got to do kind of an Alec Guinness impression of them. So that was that was fun doing that. Uh, that was that's that's pretty cool. You I, should do that again. Have you thought about doing that again as far as like stand up? Yeah. Yeah, I have thought about doing that again. Um I I feel like I, I'm kind of understanding more now how stuff is written because I do tend to write things down as I have ideas. Um, for example, uh, might as well share stuff. I mean, I'm not professional. Uh, not all of these are, are, are notes and things. Nope. Okay. You're gone. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So let's see if I can paraphrase this all. Okay. So, I was listening to a podcast the other day. This is true. I can and and the two things I just said, by the way, if I'm actually doing stand up, uh, saying you know, I was listening to a podcast is my way of beginning the story. But it actually okay. is, it actually is true. The problem is, comedians following something up with saying this is true usually means it's not true. I'm just telling you a story. It's gotcha. it's as often true as it isn't, or it's it's I don't know. It's disproportionate, but it's basically it's no guarantee that they're not. But take to, I was actually listening to a podcast and I heard somebody mention the Golden Gate Bridge and there was mm. a little conversation about how people jump off of it, you know, to okay. suicide, which isn't funny, but it is, well, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it is, it is, there's a lot of suicide that goes on, but apparently there is a little sign now on it that says, um, hold on a second. Okay. There is a sign on the bridge. That basically says, if you're thinking about, you know, hurting yourself or harming yourself, please call this number instead or, and then I don't know, talk to somebody. There's basically a sign that's warning people off the idea of jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, which I, which I think is nice. 
So this is what, oh, yeah. so this is what I wrote. These are the, I'll just read you my notes. And at some point I've got to get this down into kind of a way of telling it, but I'll just read you what I wrote. So, uh, Golden Gate Bridge, there's a sign telling you, if you're thinking of jumping off, there's a number you can call, which I put in parentheses cause I don't remember specifically what the detail is there. And then, okay. So, well, it says if you're thinking of jumping off. Well, I wasn't thinking about it until I saw the sign. <coughs> I'm not going to do it, but the imagery is in my head of myself doing it. And to me, that's pretty much thinking about it. And I don't like thinking about it. So now, if I ever happen to be walking on the Golden Gate Bridge, I'll most likely be taking a friend along. Not in case I jump off. I said I wasn't going to do that. You were here. You heard me. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's so I can think about them jumping off the bridge instead. Which is oddly slightly less troublesome than thinking about myself doing it. So, if you are walking with me along the Golden Gate Bridge at at some point, and then I it actually had to write a second part of the note there. If you're walking with me the Golden Gate Bridge at some point, I will be thinking about you jumping off jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, so don't panic (laughs) if I suddenly tell you that I love you. It's just that I was thinking about you and I wanted you to know that someone cares about your existence. It's brilliant. Thanks. That's a bit I'm going to try to develop into something, I think. You know, we talked about this before on uh, previous shows about how when it comes to me and doing stand-up comedy, uh, I definitely uh, do appreciate a, a good joke, uh, a good constructed joke. Um, like, for example, of course, Tyson's going to have to, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, bleep this joke out. And not everyone gets this joke because I probably paraphrased the hell out of it. But OK, so uh, General Custer dies. And of course, his his uh, wife hires an artist to uh, basically paint uh, her husband's last thoughts. So he paints a field, uh, a bunch of cows, mm-hmm. and Indians having sex, and presents it to Mrs. Custer. And she goes, "No, I don't think you understand. I, I, I wanted, you know, my husband's last memories." And she goes, and he goes, "But Mrs. Custer, these were your husband's last memories." And then she goes. Holy cow, look at all the fucking Indians. So, you know. Yeah, I remember that one. It's a silly joke. I like that. Yeah, so, I mean, so, so, what I can, like, I can, like, you know, say jokes, obviously, but you have to have, a, obviously, a delivery system to tell jokes that you construct rather than, like, you know, like life happenings, as I like to call it. So, I, I kind of just take, if I had to be funny, I would just take, like, life stories or moments and try to make them funny because, you know, otherwise I just can't do it. You know, I, I can't sit there and write jokes. That's beyond my talents. Um, I mean, <clears throat> occasionally I can be funny though. You know, this is the thing. If you listen to enough comedy and you, you, mm-hmm. if you're good at recognizing patterns, eventually you'll, you'll understand the rhythms of it. Also, if you go see comedians and just, you know, listen to them you know, and, and laugh, like you'll still notice like patterns to how they're, how they tell stories. And then, mm-hmm. then you might start thinking about stuff throughout your day. Like, you know, notice things and, you know, be like, Oh, that's a thing over there. And you'd be like, yeah, I wonder if there's a, like, you know, if you have curiosity and you think like, I wonder questions. And then sometimes funny little self conversations will come out of that. And then the butt of that will be some kind of a, some kind of a, um, a thing. Uh, I think I was listening to Harmontown. I think it might have been Harmontown with Pete Holmes or something. They might, they might have been talking about that bridge. I'm not sure. Not sure. It was recently though, because I was burning through the Harmontown. So, so I was really behind, and now I'm now I'm current. Well, I'm I'm happy too, because you know uh, I'm glad that we did, because that's uh, well, it doesn't matter. I'll talk about that later. So. I was actually I've been binge watching. Uh, so I've been trying to listen to podcasts on the road, but at home. I've been binge watching comic book men um, on Amazon Prime since there's like seven seasons. So I just periodically rewatch them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you cannot believe like some of the stuff that comes through the door where people are trying to like charge outrageous prices to sell. You know what I mean? 
like this 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 one dude was getting married and he uh walks in with his fiance and he has uh he has a Godzilla statue from the eighties about oh god, this is gonna suck because of my phone, but it was it was quite it was quite massive. Alright. Um it was quite big and uh yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. And uh the the arms moved and the tail moved. Yeah, exactly what Tyson's doing. He's like, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, the tail moved and everything. And he wanted to charge, I think like 900 bucks for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah but here's the problem. The problem is that particular piece did not go for $900. No, not at all. And then somebody hot, uh, hot glued the tail because it broke. Mm-hmm. What was it made? So the, this, this piece. I think the piece was probably like, you know, any other toy, like a hard plastic. Okay. Um, I, I never had it when I was a kid, that that Godzilla, but I mean... Oh, you know, I think I've seen it. I, might, I probably saw ads for it. This is early 80s. Was it before Godzilla 1985? Yeah, I think so. Or 84, so... It was, it was definitely before 85. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. Did you see many of uh, the Godzilla movies? Oh yeah, I made a point of trying to go through as many as I could, and, and I, I ran out of time around. Um, so I got to Mothra, and then I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I want to watch stuff this because I'd seen Mothra before. I'd seen like the, the cut for television version, like you know, and not even cable television, like you know, three, six, and nine. Well, actually, three and six and thirteen. Well, I would have been on thirteen because thirteen was on PBS, and they didn't tend to show Godzilla movies on PBS, even though they. Did I've always enjoyed. Time. I've always enjoyed Mothra uh, as one it's, of the monsters. Um, here's a funny story for you. So I'm, this is a very young Hunter block. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter had to be, and I'm referring to myself in the third person, of course, but Hunter, I had to be at least, I want to say 23, okay. 22, something like that. And I was living in North Carolina and I was delivering newspapers to like the 50 cent boxes. And it was at night. Uh, so all the boxes were at stores. So I remember pulling into one of the uh, one of the uh, parking lots, so one of the stores, and as I'm going to put a stack, I mean a stack of newspapers that were because the Saturday edition were double were double inserts, right? So they were thicker than the Sunday papers, so they were like really really thick compared to like what the Sundays were. Mm-hmm. So now I had a stack of these things, and I go to I'm trying to put them inside the box. When all of a sudden this moth, uh, this this fucking moth, excuse my French, but this moth, the size of Mothra, mm-hmm. decides to come like you know flying down, saying hello and stuff, and and all the newspapers, of course, go flying in the air because, you know, I'm not used to seeing moths that size, and I'm like, yo, this 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 gigantic Mothra motherfucker, yo, he can have the papers for free because I ain't gonna deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some pretty big moths. <clears throat> Ooh, speaking of which. Mm. I've had this now for the better part of seven years or 10 years, if you can see it. This is actually a – inside this little thing right here. Yeah. Looks like a – Is a moon is is a, a moon moth. A moon moth. Yeah. Interesting. Is it an amateur lepidoptery? Yeah. I think that's what – or is it coleoptery? Coleoptery. Uh, no, I think coleoptery, yeah. I think it's coleoptery. Which one's lepidoptery? <laughs> I'm not sure. Darn, well, that's right. But I seen it. It was in. It was. It was. A de- it was obviously dead when I found it. But it was like perfectly preserved. So I just stuck it in one of those. Oh, moon moths. Those uh, are those white moths. Yeah. Like I. I think is it like the one I took a picture of on Instagram where I said, uh, and I should call him Gandalf or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's uh, revt two three on Instagram, people. Yes. Yes. My- Go check. My Instagram feed, which is uh, hasn't been as, always rather interesting. As of right now, it hasn't been updated in a while, and right now is July twenty second, twenty nineteen. But uh, by the time you hear this, I will probably have updated my Instagram. But in the meantime, I've gotten lots of lots of uh, I've got almost three hundred pictures and films. Uh, and uh, well, you know how Instagram works, people. Just uh, if you you know if you're interested, <laughs> have a look. If you're not, it's cool too. <laughs> Yeah. And you can come check me out at Zombie Bacterium, of course. Um, I'm trying to right now figure a way to take uh, different angles, uh, pictures 
uh, of, in fact, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that video game recorder that you told me about. Mm. Oh, the capture so that, card. Yeah. Yeah. So I can take videos of what I'm, I'm playing because the problem is I am almost out of memory space on uh, Fortnite. So that means I can't build anything else unless I destroy uh, everything that I created more or less. So I, I kind of want to like preserve it in such a way that if I do rebuild, at least I have a record of what I built. This is on PlayStation 4? Uh, yeah. Okay. And is and you're out of memory on your PlayStation 4? No, no, no. I'm out of memory on Fortnite. Oh. Like the, the creative mode. The creative mode only allots you a certain amount of, of memory to use? Uh, yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That's on PS4. I don't know if yeah. it does it on Xbox One or not. I don't know. I, I, I haven't exhausted the uh, thing yet. I haven't actually played it. Oh, well. I have. Because I built, like I said, I built castles on top of castles, and I, I you know, built walls, and uh, yeah, I built all kinds of stuff, and uh, I am basically out of room, and and I have stuff that's like, it looks it looks finished on the outside, but there, it's not finished on the inside, and there's no way I can finish it unless I have more memory space. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, capture card. Yeah, that's <laughs> is, that's what I'm using right now in order to. Uh capture this no hmm. what do you do do you do you like plug it into your game console and then it just so on it on its back mm-hmm. it's, it's got uh two hdmi ports uh this, okay. is, this is also in, in uh, this is independently powered sorry is what i was going to say it's got a power it's got a an adapter uh that powers it and then like uh, a green light comes on or uh, so you you uh, it has two HDMI ports. One is uh, input and one is output. So what you do is whatever it the whether it's a console or a laptop that's that's putting out a pic a picture like as a second monitor feature or whatever it is that goes. Mm-hmm. So you go out from your you go out from your let's say in this case PlayStation. Is it is right. it, does the PlayStation have HDMI ports on the back? Do they use that or is it something else? No, no, H- HMDI, yeah. HDMI. It's high definition yeah. multimedia inf- interface. <sighs> right. So, uh, okay. So it goes. So in your case, it would go out of the HDMI from the PS4, and normally that goes into your TV or monitor. In this case, mm-hmm. it makes a detour into the input, and then another HDMI cable comes out of the output and then goes into the monitor. So basically, it has to pass through the box before it goes to your monitor because that's where it records it. And, oh, yeah. If I could add an addendum to that for anyone that's still that anyone for uh, anyone that's playing Xbox 360 Slim, you can also use an HM uh, HMDI whatever it's called wire. You can still use a wire to uh, uh, play uh, Xbox 360. Decided to throw that in there. Yeah, uh, I actually, I've recorded also uh, game footage of uh, for using a Steam Link and, mm. and this capture card, and it works really well. And the Steam Link, basically, for those of you who don't know, it takes your Steam games and it. Uh, if you have a machine or a or, or a P, or a laptop or even a PC running Steam that has Wi-Fi. Uh, or it's Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. I think it's Wi-Fi. It will beam out your Steam from your computer and broadcast it to your television, so you can play your games, your Steam games, on your television. So, That's pretty badass. Yeah, if you like the idea of having a bigger monitor, uh, you know, because uh, that's basically what the television becomes at that point is just a bigger monitor. I actually used it to record uh, three games, one of which I've I've released and two that I haven't uh, on my channel. I've got that uh, was a. Uh, Need for Speed Wrong. Drink and Drive Simulator, I think was the name of that mm. game. That, that bizarre game. Uh, so I did that one and two other ones. Now, are you and Laura going to be doing your uh, 31 Days of uh, Horror uh, games this year? Uh, 31 Days of Boo? Or, or 30, yes. Or Boovies? Yes, yes. I don't yes. know that we can do that. It's going to be so hard to have... Uh, to have with the, the the baby, you know, and it's it's he's got a distinct bedtime, and it's like the idea of trying to fit in watching a movie every night in October. I mean, we haven't watched a we haven't watched a movie together since uh, in the beginning of the year. Let's see here. I actually can't keep track of this um, since you asked. Like we watched a few movies before the twenty seventh of January. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But let me see. Okay, so like, yeah. So there's uh, 
Uh, okay, so then it's like, so we watched one on the 3rd, the 7th, the 8th, the 13th, the 16th, the 18th, the 19th, the 20th. So a few in a row there, the 21st. Oh, and then uh, 23rd, 24th, and then he, then baby is born. We watched one on February 2nd, 5th, 6th. So some of these were actually, you know, he's still kind of sleeping, and then it's like a couple weeks go by, and then like, uh, there's, okay, so there is March, there's April, there's May, there's June. Mm-hmm. So basically there were three in uh, June. And there's been one this month so far, and that was on the 7th, and then we watched Mission, hmm. Mission Impossible Fallout. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this might go a little dark, but I'm going to take you across my house to go to my balcony. I don't want to end the show or put the show on hold real quick. So. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of hard, to be honest with you, when you have a kid to uh, do – like I don't want to say like you, you can't do what you did before, but – Definitely in the early years, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard because you got to go by like with the baby, you know, the baby schedule. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely, yeah, absolutely. It's can you completely adapt to what what your baby is doing, and that's I think as it should be. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. So it's you know it's fine. So it uh, it really kind of puts a focus on what free time actually is, and how little of it there is, and what um, <laughs> and how well you know when you have a certain amount of time uh you have to, it has to be utilized you know uh, oh absolutely so it's you know that's it's it's it definitely helps with the old priorities uh <laughs> if one didn't before and you know it's fine also by the way it doesn't feel like you know a sacrifice it feel it feels like what i'm supposed to be doing no it's not a sacrifice at all it's it's actually a great thing because if you think about it to me, like having a kid, uh, you know, it's, it's like the next stage of your life, but also that too. I mean, everything that you enjoy theoretically, well, not everything you enjoy, but, uh, certain things that you enjoy, you could pass on to the kid, like, you know, like your comics, video games, toys. It's like just an excuse to play with your old toys again. You know what I mean? Um, in a bit, in in a sense. Um, well, no, absolutely. It's it's, it's, going to be a while before he can, you know, I'll be 50. <laughs> by the time he's five, so it'll be there'll be kind of like a. Is a little. I mean, in this day and age. I mean, in this day and age, you know, age is but a number. I mean, look at uh, look at uh, Ralph Garman. Ralph Garman's like fifty years old. His kid's ten years old, so he had it relatively late. in his late forties. My dad was forty years old when he had me. So I mean, you know, my dad was twenty-four, and he was going to be twenty-five. Uh, he turned twenty-five that year. I am 38 and, uh, you know, I don't have, uh, any kids just yet. We're working on it, but, uh, not yet. So, I mean, like I said, age is but a number. Um, I think you have to be ready in life to, you know, have a kid and, uh, obviously it happens when it happens. So it's like not a big deal. You have to be okay with everything changing dramatically and it's correct. It, correct. It's it's just what it is. It's, you know, so, I mean, but it hasn't really changed too much for you though. Right. What do you mean? Like, I mean, like you're not like, you didn't have to like give up your entire lifestyle. Obviously. Um, you're still, you know, doing succotash, anti-social show. You're still doing uh, the nooner and stuff like that. So it hasn't like, I mean, like your interest hasn't really been affected too 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 much i mean obviously you know the kid does have a schedule but no, i understand what you're no okay well i'll tell you as of this point in time as of july 22nd 2019 my production of, of getting the shows out has definitely slowed down because as i was you know as i was explaining earlier to the audience <laughs> which of course they know uh you know you're you have much less time oh yeah and but uh, i mean it's not it's not too bad though no, it's well. It isn't. It, well, it depends on what that means. It's like if I have a goal to do something. If I have a goal to put out a show every Friday, then yeah, yeah, yeah it's terrible. But what I realize is that no, it's it's not terrible because that's not my goal. My goal is to be a good father and to be around for my kids. So I, if so, if, I, if my editing time is you know two or three hours at night, I have to try to make that work. And it's I'm not. It's it's not working. It, 
at the same rate, but it is working at a different rate. So it's just, it's all relevant. Correct. And I'm fine with oh, that. Oh, yeah. I am fine with that. Oh, absolutely, dude, because kids are, kids are definitely, uh, I mean, if you're in the mindset of wanting to have a kid, it's, it's definitely a magical thing, I suppose, of like, I mean, obviously, you know, you have your, you know, you have Laura there, so you're not like a single parent, which would make things a little bit more difficult um, to get anything done, obviously. But I mean, it's not, like I said, having a kid is not too bad. It's it's great, actually. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm at that age in my life where, you know, I, I need someone to play with because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big kid myself. So, <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's definitely, you know, he's, he's, he's great to be around. I'll tell you that he's a, he's a really sweet um, baby. Like he does, you know, <clears throat> He does get tired and cranky and cry, but it's like, it's okay because he's like developing. I mean, it's like, it's, that's what babies do. They cry, you know, they cry a day and then they don't cry all the time unless they're colicky and which is, you know, you know, uh, it can be, can be heart rending. You know, it's, it's crying is something that I respond to, you know, emotionally. I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy perceiving suffering. You know, how did, uh, how did he do in the restaurant? Oh, yeah. You guys said you're, you're going to take. Oh, yeah, we talked about that at one point. I don't remember if we talked about that on the show or not. But, yes, he did okay. I, I, I just, oh. 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 Enter Sandman. Which which Enters. This is he. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Evie, who uh, is, is the shoulder cat. Performing shoulder cat, cat. acupuncture. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, come on, get down, buddy. Or, girl. What was her name? Mimi? No, no, no. Her name is Evie. Evie. With an E. E. E Yeah, Evie. Evie. That's right. Evie. E-V-I-E. E-V-I-E. Yes, yes. Not like... Not like... Or... Or as we call her, like... (laughs) Go ahead. It's the delay. It's the delay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, We call her Fluff. Fluff. uh, Because she's, like... She's more fluff than than body. Mm. And she can, like... She can contort... In unnatural states, um, it's weird. So not like yeah. the Pokemon is what I was going to say. Unlike the other two who act like dogs, she uh, she has the very definition of a cat personality, which means that when she wants attention, there's there's no escaping it. She's going to get attention from you one way or the other. She'll literally force it upon you, like what she was trying to do right there. Because when she was trying to jump on my lap, I kind of like screwed her off a little bit. And then she decided to just kamikaze jump on my shoulders. Yeah, that, that, so, that'll be fun for the people who get to see this. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a funny I moment. I don't mind it, though. I know, but it was, it was a good moment. <laughs> Are you okay? Did, it was. Did, did, did you get, like, punctured at all in there? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. Um, <laughs> I'm used to it, so. You got calloused shoulders from she, being walked on by cats. <laughs> Exactly. Like I'll wake up and I'll, I'll I'll have like cats I never knew I had before going to bed. Um, yeah. So um, she has like a fascination with. Uh, well, they all do. They have a, a particular fascination with the studio, uh, in particularly with this chair when they discovered it because it's like a new place to sleep. So it's kind of like it's my chair, and you know. Yeah. Cats can be pretty funny when it comes to perceived territory. Oh, these, these cats are hilarious. They keep me entertained. And uh, one of the things I was nervous about was the fact that I've always had beta fish. Um, oh. Right now I have a beta fish named Gar. And Garg? I've always had Gar, Gar G-I-R, from the, uh, he's named after the Invader Zim robot. Oh, okay. And because he looks like he looks he has like the coloring of the robot, like the this the the kind of like the, the gray and the blue and all that. Um, normally, I name my fish. <clears throat> normally, I name my uh, betas like Japanese names, but I've had uh, a few fish previously named Gur. So I think he's like I think the third in the line of Gurs that I've had. Um, and I have him in a big old fish tank, but there's no there's no room in the studio f- for the fish tank. So I have him in the kitchen. And I was worried that, you know, fish, cats, that sort of thing, but they actually love them. So they, they, they go up to the tank, you know, they look at them and then they lose interest. Gur the third. 
Gur the Third, yeah, pretty much. Beta fish, so they're like sealed in basically or something kind of, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you, you, beta fish <sighs> was something they would sell at Ben Franklin. I don't know if they would sell okay. some of the Michaels, but they definitely had beta fish because people are using them to de- to decorate with. Mm. Yeah. I uh I get my beta fish from PetSmart. Cool. Oh yeah, we used to have it, but we had a PetSmart up north. Up north. And of course he got he got sick. Yeah. Um, so I had to get like fish antibiotic, he, just, uh, yeah, just throw in the tank. So he's doing a lot better now. He's a little gavone. Of course he likes to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. So every time you like, you walk up to the tank, he thinks it's feeding time and he's just like swims to the top. He's like, feed me Seymour. Yeah. And <laughs> feed me Seymour. Oh. Mm. That was one of the best uh, early horror films. Oh, um, little that I, yep, the original one. Right, um, the film. black and white one. Yeah. Yep. Jonathan Hayes. So getting back to my earlier thing about the uh, the Godzilla toy is that this guy was obviously looking for 900 bucks. Um, but to authenticate the toy, and because the thing about it is I love talking about collections. I'm a collector myself. Um, so... He was looking to sell it for $900 because he's paying for a wedding. And I think one of the reasons why I brought this up was because I'm getting married myself, obviously, in October. Mm-hmm. And Congratulations. We ha- thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have, um, you know, we were fortunate enough that my in-laws are helping us where obviously no one's, I guess, helping these people. But so they called in uh, our, or Walter Flanagan of the stash called in Rob Bruce. Now, Rob Bruce is a uh, he's an icon like he's like. You know, they're creme de la creme um, of collectors. You'll, you'll see him <clears throat> throughout the seven seasons multiple times on shows. He's the one that comes in and talks about, you know, how much things are worth. Uh, you know, how obscure are they? Um, I think he's in the first episode. Correct. With uh, Things like that. With the flea market. Yes, yes, yes. So, but the thing about that is is the fact that this guy was looking for to sell, to move this piece for $900, right? As a collector, and from my standpoint, is I'm not going to pay you $900 for you know a collectible that has no box and has uh you know that's broken. You know what I mean? Um, it just brings down the value of it. So I think he offered them like I think 75 hours, so 100 bucks or something like that. That was like his absolute rock that he was going to pay you for it. And they went with it, of course. But I mean, that's I mean the thing about it is when a lot of people walk into like places like that, they're looking to move a piece on sentimental value to them. So to them, sentimental value is like a thousand dollars. Let's say you, you can't, they're not going to go by sentimental value it means nothing. You know what I'm saying? The fact that your sentimental value to you means that this toy means $900 is not, is not $900. I'm not paying you $900 for an unboxed toy. You know what I mean? At $900, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially, especially because for me, when I buy a piece, right? Um, I guarantee it's never coming out of the box, like ever. You know what I mean? And if it does, you know, I put it back the way I found it, and it probably only ever came out of the box the one time, because once you take it out of the box, it decreases value. It's true. It's true. If you, yeah, if you play with the stuff, I mean, it does. Hmm. Now, take, like, the, the Freddy mask I showed you, and uh, the Freddy mask, the uh, the Jason mask last recording, right? Yeah. When I, when I got that off Amazon, I took it out of the package to try it on. So obviously, it's a piece that I'm never planning on selling at high value ever again because I took it out. Right, right. Um, obviously, but as a collector, yeah, you don't you don't take things out of the box. I mean, yeah, you want to play with it, um, but if you're looking to you know maybe someday sell it or something like that, you definitely don't want to uh, take it out of the box. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I tend not to buy collectible items anymore. Like, mm. I just won't, you know, they'll just stack up on top of things and whatnot. I don't, you know, sometimes I get a couple of little minifigures, you know, I, I get like a collectible um, a graphic novel compendium or something, you know, that'll go on the shelf. Uh, I had to stop myself from collecting, actually, uh, temporarily, except for comic books. I still collect comic books, but as far as like big, big piece, big pieces, I had to stop myself because literally like right now, there's just no place to put it. Right. So I'm not going to spend ridiculous amount of money on a big piece that I can't like, 
I mean, I got lucky with this studio that I was able to put a lot of bookshelves in here. You know what I mean? And put stuff on top of bookshelves. But I mean, eventually it's like, you, you just have to stop yourself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, totally. now having a house is different, right? But you live in an apartment. I live in an apartment. You, you know that it can only go so far before it's like, you know, you're out of room unless you can hang it on a wall or something like that. Um, so you know true true well now i started i started collecting believe it or not on the sole basis that all the toys that i had in the 80s uh turned out to be very valuable later on Mm -hmm. and it's those toys that i wish i still held on to um but you know you lose things over time things get broken um, or stolen, and like you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so like for example, what I am kicking myself in the ass for was that my parents had bought me when I was a kid, and it's now uh, a very obscure toy. It was called sectoids. I mentioned this before. Sectoids, right? So they 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 looked like they had like human arms, uh, human torso, human human um, legs, but they had bug features, right? Okay. And they were called sectoids from another. They're they're from another planet, basically. Sectoids. And from another. Basically, planet. yeah. So, well, no, they're. They, I mean, they were from another planet. That's it just they were just called sectoids. Right. Anyway, they had like this. They had like this big gigantic, uh, like fort, right? Like this big gigantic like base that you could buy, uh, for them to like you know hang out in and all that sort of thing. And I had the piece until about twenty twenty six two thousand six. Um, but it was like broken. There was pieces missing. And I'm like, listen, why am I like hauling this thing from place to place to place? I have no room for it. So ultimately because it was broken, I junked it. Right. Because what are you going to do? Right. A few years later, come to find out on an Amazon, that thing is worth $500. Not that I would ever, yeah, not that I would ever sell it, but I'm just kicking myself in the ass for it. You know what I mean? Pardon me. Yeah. That's it's it's yeah you never know when stuff is gonna like increase in value increase in value it's something that like um I remember watching a documentary about uh, the comic book market and how it's like mm. they were just pushing out so much things and people were immediately thinking stuff was gonna be collectible so they would like you know they bag and board everything they have and then it's like now there's too much collectible stuff so all, it all collectively goes down in value or whatever. Well, if you're if you're like a, um, a glut in the market or something like that, if you're out there collecting comics, let's say you're a, a beginner, right? Sure. Um, everything is graded, right? By the C, I want to say the CGC or something like that. But everything is graded, so the higher the grade, the more it's worth, right? Okay. Um, stay away from comics that. I mean, obviously, if you want to like collect newer comics that just came out to start your collection, that's totally fine. But keep in mind they're not worth nothing. Um, what you want to do is you want to collect like uh, first appearances, key uh, well or or known as key issues. So you want to collect like first appearances, um, anything that like like major happens, right? Like um, for example, the death of Superman was a major event. That's worth something. Uh, first sure. appearances like issue uh, number twenty-seven, Batman, uh, Detective Comics, worth something. Uh, Action Comic number one, first appearance of Superman. That's a key issue. Uh, uh, Black Canary key issue. Black Canary, um, the the issue where the Hulk was uh, gray, the one and only time before they decided that green was just a better color form. I mean, that's a key issue. I got to see that in Indiana in the flesh, and that was um, it was it was it was totally sealed up in the museum, Hall of Heroes, and it was the only issue where you'll ever see the Hulk uh, in a gray color. Um, so. Those are the ish, Those are the type of comics you want to collect. Okay, I do have a question about the Gray Hulk. Okay, because there is a separate, there is a separate phenomenon or entity called the Gray Hulk, and I'm wondering, yes. I'm wondering if that's distinct from when the standard Incredible Hulk was gray. Uh, I, I I want to say yes. Okay. Um, because there's like a, because what? Yeah. 
when they when they created the Hulk, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a Red Hulk too. Don't forget. Yeah, well, there's also um, a uh, one where he's dressed up in a, like a business suit, like he's a gang enforcer. I can't remember his name. Yes. It's something Joe. I don't know. These are unlockable characters in a video game of the Hulk. It wasn't the Hulk Ultimate Destruction. It was the one before that. So when yeah. they created the Hulk, his first appearance, he was totally gray, right? So totally different from the the actual gray Hulk that they later created. Um, but for whatever reason, I guess they decided to go with green. So he's been green ever since then. He was only great for one uh, one episode, uh, episode one, one issue. Right, right. Um, but that issue, if it's graded, like let's say if it's like a nine point it could be worth money. Um, cool. Yeah. Now the demons comic, the, the first issue of the demons that I got. Yeah. Um, I paid forty for that. But Jesse paid forty for that, um, or fifty actually, fifty. I lied, fifty. But that can be anywhere from like fifty to five hundred dollars. So um, that's why it's it's sealed in a frame cool. um, for that reason. Somewhere I've got flaming carrot number one. No, wait, no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know if it's flaming carrot or it's something carrot number one. Oh, no. I, I, I. Or I got one called I, Atomic Mouse. Atomic Mouse number one. It's mouse. not Mighty Mouse. But it's I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, it's not Mighty Mouse. I know what you're talking about. It just, uh, I'm just trying to put, I'm, I'm, oh, God. Because, you know, there's so many car- uh, comic characters out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Between, like, DC and, okay, here's a, here's a piece of comic book trivia. The first uh, collaboration of DC Marvel, right? Okay was a comic and it was based off wizard of oz really yep in the 1970s what was it uh, what was it called just wizard of oz it was just or something like that it was just wizard of oz and it was and they had marvel and dc characters doing a wizard of oz storyline no 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 no. it was it was basically the wizard of oz right yeah i've never read the book it was but it was it was a collaboration of both dc and marvel together to to basically put uh, Oz in comic book form. Oh, so that was like one of the very rare uh, rare times that you'll ever see DC and Marvel combined to do something like that. So which um, which version of Oz was it? Was it the Judy Garland film, or was it like a just a, a, com- Judy, a completely original Judy Garland? Oh, so they adapted the, I, the, I, the film Wizard of Oz for comic book together. They did you know, this. That's interesting. Together, together. Neat. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the cover of it. I've never actually read it. Um, but see, that was always my curse. Um, I usually, I used to get comics and immediately bag them and board them mm-hmm. instead of just reading them and enjoying them for whatever odd reason. So it's, it's kind of like I can answer a lot of questions about comics, but then there's a lot of things I can't answer because instead of just enjoying the comic. I decided to bag it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Your feed so. is starting to go funky. Okay. Just a little bit. Let's take five. Um, and then I'll scribe you back. Okay, so I was in my green room, uh, which is technically my balcony. Um, and I got to thinking about a conversation that I had with uh, Corsi. The, the five, ten minute break is actually good, ladies and gentlemen, dear listener, for me, because um, I get to thinking about stuff that maybe I didn't think about originally when we started recording. So I got to thinking about a conversation I had with Corey Epps from uh, the Evil Ted show, uh, Evil Teddy Bear. Um, and we were talking about how he had a conversation with his Uber driver about podcasting. And th- the thing about it is... Um, <clears throat> take like right now i have no power right i could have just said i, I could have just said hey listen man i can't record because there's no power but yeah. uh this is actually a pretty uh this is actually a pretty good distraction to the fact that there's no power so right now like i'm like just focused on what's going on right now and then everything around me is kind of like nothing um kind of like the last time the power went out um I read the entire script to Clerks 2. Oh, yeah. By you, way of flashlight. You were telling me about that. Yeah, by way of flashlight. And when I was reading, I totally f- had forgotten the fact that there was no power until I stopped reading, of course. 
So, like, it, it's definitely a, a, you know, when you can just record and just forget about life for a while, it's great. And forget about life for a while. And that's, you know, that's, that's the joys of uh, soundcasting, really. That's the message of soundcasting, did you say? Well, the joys of soundcasting is the fact that if you're, if you're a serious soundcaster, mm-hmm. you're not going to let anything stop you from doing it. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, like, for, like, I'm using my phone to record. I haven't had to do that for a while. Yeah. Um, there's a few Ed Wallach episodes that we had where I had to record on the phone because um, there was no other choice. And we weren't recording video at that point. We were seeing each other on Skype, but we weren't recording yes. video. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I knew there was a way for me to continue doing the show, uh, you know, on the phone. Um, you know, case in point with our last uh, our last guest, who I'm not going to, you know, it's a surprise. But our last guest uh, didn't have, he couldn't make it to his computer. And so I said, oh, yeah, just, you know, tell him to download Skype on his phone. He can, he can you know, uh, go about his business. And so I knew it was possible uh, no interruptions, of course, but I mean, look at me. I got my phone, I got my, 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 uh, phone mount to hold it in place. And I got my, my headphones and I got, I got this flashlight because it's like almost Halloween anyway, when you hear this. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I mean, you can see me quite clearly. I mean, obviously it's going to be a little different, um, when the video comes out, but Hey, you know what? I'm still having a good time. It's it's still uh, it's still a fun time. So good, good. Glad to hear it. And my 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 thing just said poor connection, so you, we might experience slowdowns here very shortly. Yeah, it's going to happen because right now I'm using LTE where I normally have Wi-Fi. Um, it's and, just, and, but it's poor connection on my end. Oh, okay. Um, but you'd be surprised. Like we get so used to technology, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that when you take it away for a few hours, it's kind of like, what do we do? You know what I mean? I mean, so this is what I do. Amen. Amen. The rest of the house is dark. I'm not used to that, but uh, oh yeah, it actually looks oh, yeah. pretty well lit. You must—is that just light from the computer, the the, the, the monitor that's uh, in there? Or? So I got this flashlight. Oh, okay. That so has you, you can't really see it, but there's like tools on it too. Has the LED. So it's, it's an LED light, like and I have it standing up on its on its bottom. Yep, yeah. and I have it I have it shooting straight up. There you go. I have it shooting straight up, uh, so that you know there's a luminescence, so that you can actually see my face. Because I was worried. I mean, it's going to be dark. Obviously, you can't do anything about that. But, but you, you can see that I can still see you pretty well. Oh, actually, you can't see me right now because we're not uh, screen. I'm not screen sharing you at the moment. Uh, there. Uh, there we go. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, as you can see, I can see pretty well. Yeah. So I mean, I knew there wasn't going to be like a problem doing the show tonight, but um, well, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to do it, and you know, it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, Absolutely. Always good to get together and doing a having a little conversation for a show, and in general, but you know. Uh, yeah, so, well, it's only been five minutes, so, um, uh, so, let's see, what we got left, video games, let's, let me look at my, oh, video games, you know, um, I have a feeling that once I, uh, next month I do plan on getting the, uh, thing you told me about, the, uh, what is that thing called again? I think it's called a video capture card. Yes. Once I get that, uh, the audience will definitely see a lot more from me uh, playing the games that I love to play. Um, right now, uh, of course, don't expect like to, like uh, a lot of like newer games because right now I, I'm playing like um, I'm playing Silent Hill. Uh, uh, oh shit! What the hell's the name of it? I, I'm playing a Silent Hill game. I forget the name of it Downpour? now because. Downpour, yeah, that's it. So I'm playing Downpour. I'm playing um, the Evil Within for uh, PS4, and I'm playing um, I'm playing uh, what's that zombie game for PS4? Um, 
Oh, is it um, oh, a new one? Is it a PS4 exclusive? Yeah. Is it Days Gone? No, oh, not Days Gone. Dying Light? Um, Dying Light, that's it. I haven't played Dying Light like, yet, but I mean, it looks fun. Oh, it, it looks like um, it looks like uh, Dead Island, but with verticality, like where you can like. It's fantastic. It looks, uh, it's obviously, very fun. they came out with a sequel to this. Uh, so now, if the audience, if you're playing, if you ever played Left for Dead, which I love, Left for Dead, I can never get tired of it. It's completely different from Left for Dead, right? So yeah. in Left for Dead, uh in Left For Dead, like, you know, there's weapons all over the place, there's ammunition dumps, there's, you know, things at your disposal, you have a team that heals you when you're you about to die. Where in Dying Light, it's more complicated because you're not always gonna find the gun. Like you may have to use like a piece of wood or a pipe, or you may have to like put weapons together. So it's definitely way challenge, more challenging than Left 4 Dead. Um, so if you like a challenge, that's definitely the game for you. So you're saying there's crafting in it? Yes, there's crafting in, in Dying Light. You have to craft your weapons, so uh, aside from the guns, obviously. There's like weapon upkeep and a little bit of crafting, and I think there's a little bit of crafting in Dead Island as well. And, and, the, yeah, and yes. Dead Island Riptide, which I think was the sequel to that. Uh, that that island was fun. I love that. I have that. I uh, I have the first one. It's it's actually a pretty fun game. Yeah, it's a zombie brawler. <laughs> yes, basically where you yeah, there's a lot of melee weapons and a lot of you know improvised stuff, and you have to like you you have to do upkeep on your weapons and like repair them and like swap swap them out for better versions and. Uh, there's a currency system. I haven't really got it nailed down. Like I, 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 I think I, I played a bunch of it, and then like I didn't play it for a while. And I came back to it and was like, I don't remember how to do. <laughs> like, why, why was I collecting all this stuff? Because uh, you got like the, you got pretty much like a bottomless inventory. I think, but you, but you can only carry so many weapons. So it's not really bottomless, but you can carry a lot of stuff in your inventory. Oh yeah. Anyway, so but I I still had fun. I I should probably revisit that because um, I could do like a video or something. Maybe I don't know. It's finding it's hard to find time to edit videos, but I'm still I'm still publishing them every now and then. Tyson Sander game so, is still going. It's just just slower. So yeah, next month I plan to uh, pick that up. Um, cool. Amazon. Cool, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we had, in the last two episodes, we had, uh, Corey Epson, which was pretty cool. Always a fun time with him. We had, uh, Marty Yu, of course. Um, and, uh, the, the, the last time we had Marty Yu on was actually, uh, pretty funny. Um, so, uh, yeah. and, and of course. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun episode. It's currently out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As of, um, as of July 22nd, 2019, that episode is out. Uh, Marty, the yes. Marty, you listening one is out, but the Corey Epps watching one is out. And, they, and that is episode yes. 75 and 73 for those of you listening in the future, because this one is episode 82. Oh. Think about that. 82 episodes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's a, you know, quite an accomplishment. Absolutely, I think. I mean, once we get to like episode like 100, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I'm I'm still thinking of ideas on how to make that uh, special. Obviously, um, episode like 100, like you know, like guests, things like that. But uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm looking forward to whatever happens. At this rate, we just kind of end up getting closer to 100 because we're just recording shows. You know. Yeah. So it's yeah, like. Yeah. We're recording them sometimes well before people. I mean, uh, I hope it doesn't get to the point where we, we're recording one that's like a year out from when it'll be released. Because that yeah. would just be silly. By that point, it'd be like just, you know, I don't know, try to push them out, you know, well, weekly. But like, if I could push them out weekly, I would be doing that. Well, the thing about it is, I just got reminded of uh, the uh, on Facebook right now. There is an app called Face App that makes you older. Mm -hmm. um, so I got to see what I looked like as an old man. Nice. So yeah, I haven't, so, I haven't done that yet. So as long as like you know, like for example, like right now we're recording episodes, and as long as like when they 
see us. Like we're not like old men and we're like, hey, listen, remember the time we recorded like we were like 38 and 45. And now we're like 65 because we recorded so much. So we had so much to push out before that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely not the case. Um, <laughs> definitely not the case. <laughs> Um, but that, that is the pat, that is the soundcaster paradox. Um, it's time travel. So time travel. So, uh, yeah. So the thing, about, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we have a few in the can because from, uh, I think after the wedding, which is October 13th until, uh, so, uh, the 21st until the 29th of October, I will be on my honeymoon. So I definitely want you good people to be entertained until I get back. Uh, and, you know, I mean, obviously there's a long way to go before then. Right now it is, uh, I want to say it's it's July 23rd. Um, yeah, and you're part of for me. It's July 23rd. Yes. It will be in an hour for me. Yes. So by the time you hear this, it'll definitely be September, October. Um, and usually we don't tend to record... Uh, if we have a lot in the can, unless we have a guest, a special guest that we want on, and then we kind of like push it, I guess. Uh, so you hear that before you hear whatever else we recorded before then. I don't know. It's weird, maybe, um, but it works. It works. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, next time we'll, we'll have Jamie's on or, 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 you know, Kevin Smith, hopefully one day. Uh, sure. Yeah. Or definitely Mike Zapsik. Uh, or Ming Chang. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Now Ming, Ch now Ming Chang, I've got to be in his presence uh, a long time. Now, we're not like best friends or nothing like that, but he will definitely treat you like he knows you your entire life. Uh, that's how cool uh, Ming is. That's, um, that's nice to know. Yeah, de He's definitely. Friendly. You know what's weird is 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 that I had the stash to my access uh, for ten years, right? Um, because I grew up in Kingsburg and then of course I moved out of Kingsburg and I moved to Bordentown, which is like an hour and 30 minutes from, from the stash. Okay. I work in Red Bank where the stash is, but it's not like I get to go there because I'm, I'm at work. My office is there. I don't get to like go around the corner and be like, Hey guys. Um, but it, for me, it's weird because if I know you, right, I don't like to like bother people if that makes sense. So it's like it took me almost a decade to walk up to Mike Zapsik, even though we're friends on Facebook, and be like, hey, dude, can I take a picture with you? And Because uh, I don't like to bother people. You know what I mean? So it, it took 10 years to work up that courage. Uh, but when you see me in person, like, you'll think I have, like, all the confidence in the world. I really don't. It's just something that I display because I, it, to me, like, I just don't like to bother people. Like, I don't like to just be like, you know, even if I knew a celebrity, like – as their friend or something like that. It's like, I don't want to like just walk up to them and be like, you know, if, if I'm in that position, I don't like to walk up to them and say, Hey, can I have your autograph? Or, you know, can I have to take a picture with you? Because to me, it's like bothering them of some, of, of some kind. So I don't like to bother people. So it took 10 years to get me to work up to, you know, ask a picture, you know, to with Mike and Ming, of course. So. Right. Well, yeah. Now, uh, of course, with Jay Muse, I had no choice because he was standing at the door when we were walking out, so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna grab a picture with him." But uh, that was a that, that was a fun time standing next to Jamie's. Uh, definitely, uh, he he definitely I want to say matured in his in his older age, uh, and it was definitely a fun time with that. So cool, yeah, very nice. Well, <clears throat> well, that's all the time we have. <sighs> Our antisocial show. I'm Tyson Sainer. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Peace. Have a good time, folks.